All right. Is this thing on? It's knock, on. knock. Looks like we're live. All right. Now, see, I never know how to start these, Maddie, because I'm like, how many people are really in right at the very beginning? So if any of you early adopters are in here, even if you don't have questions, just say what's up in the chat. Say hi. I don't know. Something. Because I'm like, should we just talk into the void for a few minutes or <laughs> pretend people are here? I know that's the common strategy on like Twitch. Even if you don't have viewers, you just kind of pretend you have viewers. So. Yeah. We can I mean, we could go back to the Instagram influencer thing that's like, I'm just going to wait for a few more people to hop on. Right. Yeah, 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 exactly. And then they never hop on ever. And then, yeah. you know. But no, we usually get a decent little viewership here, so I'm not worried about that. But hey, as you guys can tell from our jersey and my hat and everything going on, we are prepped for tonight's game. We are ready. Maddie's Josh Allen obsession is going to be on full display. Meanwhile, mm -hmm. I am just hoping that – we can keep the bills at bay, keep our playoff hopes alive and, you know, get a, get a good little performance out of us because uh, the last time these two teams met, it was not pretty. Um, it was just not. Pretty. Jason. Okay. I'm going to get some haters off this. So I'm going to say it early. I did double down on my Matt Judon to have a sack tonight, but. Oh, perfect. We're <laughs> fine then. All right. You're, you're realistically, you're on my side. You just don't have the gear to reflect it. That's totally fine, man. We got way too many Buffalo supporters here in this chat right Let's now. Go, Buffalo. And by, and the by mafia is many, out. And by too many, I mean two, but all right. <laughs> we are, we are here though, to answer you guys' questions. We did get one off the bat and then we'll talk a little Patriots bills. I think we talked about this during the podcast actually, but do you think all the NFC East teams are making the playoffs? No, uh, I think ultimately they're just going to cannibalize each other a little too much. Mm -hmm. I think the Giants are, are Giants just, are out. We Giants are a tad bit fraudulent. Uh, commanders, I honestly, I don't really see the Giants or the Commanders getting in based on quality of teams. Although if you look at the records around the NFC, you do wonder who's going to displace both of those teams. We mentioned the Seahawks mm -hmm. being a team that could at least displace one of them. Uh, but you look at the NFC South, we don't expect them to have a wild card. And you look at the NFC North, I mean – Probably not from there either, right? Like the no. Lions, like no. So I think the NFC East has a good chance of getting three teams in. It's just the last one will be a bit undeserving in terms of overall quality. So, you know, um, it is what it is with the NFC East. They're the, they'll be the settlers. Yeah, absolutely. Um, just real quick, couple notes on Patriots bills, and then we will just get back to your questions. Because honestly, that's the most fun part of these shows. Uh, so the Patriots are looking to not get blown out by the Bills just like they did in last year's playoffs, kind of hoping to defend the home home turf a little bit. That's at least what I'm looking for. Um, mm -hmm. Damian Harris is out, so my boy here actually, Ramondre Stevenson. I wondered who you had. Okay. Oh, yeah. Ramondre going to be getting all the work. Um, mm -hmm. And then the Bills, meanwhile, are going to be having their uh, – they're going to be without Von Miller for now and for the next few weeks as he was officially placed on IR today. Maddie, just get this out of the way. What's your prediction for the game tonight? I don't even know if I want to say this. I actually feel like it's going to be a decently high-scoring game. Um, uh, I think it's actually going to be a shootout. I think oh, Bills are okay. going to pull out by three, Okay. but I don't know the final score. Okay. All right. We'll talk Bills three-point victory. I, I will say the Bills are going to struggle a little bit without Dawkins. I think that people are sleeping on how much that's going to hinder this team. It's going to be rough without that tackle. That is fair. I'm going to go with, so as much as this pains me to say, I got to be realistic. I got to be unbiased. I'm going to say Bills 34, Patriots 24. And the main, oh, reason, the, okay. the main reason I'm picking the Bills in general is they haven't won a division game yet. So like <laughs> they are not going to be coming into this game asleep or unmotivated no. or anything. They That's need so a division win. 
because they have lost games to the Jets already. Like, it, it's not good. So they're definitely going to be looking for a win here, and I think they get it. I think they're the overall strong. Bills fans, I hope that you're in the chat just ready to come at Brandon because he's coming at you guys hard. I, listen, they don't have a division. Don't with, take I on love, Mafia. I would love nothing more than to make the Bills 0-3 in the division tonight. That would be <laughs> wonderful. I just don't necessarily see it happening. But all right, let's see a couple of these questions. So – how do you guys feel about the early rumors of Brady oh. coming back to New England next season? All right, so this was something that only came to my attention today. I, I think today is when it broke, or, um, or maybe late last night. But, mm -hmm. yeah, I, you know, it makes more sense than I'd like to admit that it does. Um, I think we've seen certain things from Mac Jones this year, certain regression with Josh McDaniels gone and just overall regression that makes me think it's not completely unrealistic because the Patriots are going to be looking – probably for a different quarterback of the future. I don't mm -hmm. know how many Patriots fans really expect Mac Jones to be the guy for the next decade. Like maybe next few years we see what he's got. But if Brady really wanted to come back, the rest of this roster is still fairly strong. You probably want a couple more weapons on offense. But with the defense being this good, you get a guy like Brady back, even if it's for two years, I think they take that, right? I think you have to. You know, yeah. Mac Jones, we've already seen what his ceiling is. He is very dependent on – timing and progression and if he doesn't have exact timing and progression he's throwing picks he's dropping the ball he can't do anything other than what's designed for him to do with that many limitations Belichick isn't happy with that we already know that so they're going to be in the market for a quarterback why not bring Brady back and yeah. what a beautiful storybook ending that would be yeah I, I totally agree and honestly that was what kind of that's what's making me root for it more than anything like <laughs> As a fan, I've truthfully never been blindsided by anything more than Tom Brady leaving the Patriots. And it's not because there weren't reports about it. You know, you had Jeff Darlington, who honestly victory lapped the hell out of every Patriots fan when it happened. He's like, guys, <laughs> I was telling you for months that this was going to happen. Um, yeah. But it was still such a shock. Like, I, I'm 26 years old. I grew up for my entire life not knowing a Patriots team without Tom Brady as my quarterback. And mm -hmm. I never thought I'd see him in another uniform. I figured he would retire as a Patriot. He got to an age where that seemed like the only possible outcome. Um, yeah. So, you know, to see him come back and kind of not give back to the Patriots because he's already given so much, but to close things out in a way that's a little more amicable. Because I think mm. as much as he did give us, you know, six Super Bowls over the years, I, I think I think we felt a little, a little abandoned, a little betrayed <laughs> when it happened. So, you know, to get a, another year or two out of him would be would be really nice. And let's um, be honest, the men always circle back, right? Yeah, it, you know, <laughs> uh, we got another question here from Brandon Richards. If the Patriots pull off a win, what does it say about the AFC playoff picture? That's a good question. That is a good question. What are your opinions on this? Because I have follow-up questions. So I, it'll really bring in a lot of questions about the Bills, right? Because we uh -huh. we're, we're looking for the Bills to get back to sort of that, that dominant status of, you know, it's the Chiefs and the Bills. That, mm -hmm. That's what we expect to see in the AFC title game. Again, if the Bills lose this game and go to 0-3 in the division, they have basically no chance at a division tiebreaker at that point uh, unless they win the rest of the games. Um, I, I think it just says that we've got the Chiefs as the far and away favorites in the AFC at that point and mm -hmm. that you've got the Dolphins as potentially bigger threats overall than the Bills are. I agree. I, I'm i now sinking back, and I'm going to make a lot of people mad right now, but the Chiefs are looking good. They're throwing out that 13 personnel. They're rocking with the two tight ends, and it's almost gone to a point where they're unstoppable. They're also depending a lot more on their run game, which we haven't seen from the Chiefs in so long. So um, 
I think that they're slowly starting to stand out ahead of the crowd, which is going to make it tough on the Bills, which kind of trickles down from there, right? Yeah, and then, you know, record-wise, if the Patriots do come out with this victory, you've got it back in play again, just like we do in the NFC. Could the entire AFC East make the playoffs? Probably not. I still don't think the Jets get there. I don't particularly think the Patriots get there either, although I'd love to be proven wrong. Um, Yeah, yeah, it it just, again, shows, we've talked about it on the podcast a few times, both of these conferences feel pretty top-heavy. It's like the AFC, it's going to be a surprise if the Chiefs don't make the Super Bowl out of the AFC. And then in the NFC, it's the Eagles and the Cowboys, like in the same division, honestly. Um, The Niners I still like, so I I don't know. I, I think it's just... It would prove how very, very top heavy the AFC is, potentially even more so than the NFC. So, absolutely. Um, let's Which see. Is- oh, All right. We got a fantasy question in here mm. Garrett Wilson or Christian Kirk, half point PPR. So, Garrett Wilson had his best game in a while with Mike White at quarterback. So, what do we make of this? Do we go with him or do we go with Christian Kirk? Let me pull up some numbers here just to see what we're looking at with these two. Um, question for you, Maddie, because I honestly mm-hmm. haven't seen, has Mike White been confirmed as the starter again, or are they going back to Zach? Cause that was the original plan. That was- I haven't seen anything that it was confirmed, but I thought that I thought they were leaning towards Mike. That's what I assumed because I mean, he played such a great game. I don't know how you go immediately back to Zach. And at the very least, you know, the reason Sala gave was, oh, this is a reset for Zach. You can extend the reset for another week if you want to keep leaning on that storyline and denying the fact that Mike is just the better quarterback and should probably be starting the rest of the year. All right, so Garrett Wilson, Garrett Wilson's last game, uh, five catches, 95 yards, two touchdowns. I mean, kind of hard to argue with that. They're going up against the Minnesota Vikings, who are 28th against the pass in terms of fantasy points allowed. And then you've got Christian Kirk, who's got 30 against the pass. I was going to I kind of like Christian Kirk though this week. I, you know, it's a really, it's really close. It's a really good question. Um, oh man, I feel like I want to buy into the the younger, higher upside guy, which is okay. Garrett Wilson. Um, so I'm going to give him the edge by just a little bit, but I, I do think these guys are both pretty good plays this week. Um, the Jags facing the Lions. I mean, you don't really mind starting any player against that defense, right? And then, the Vikings defense has been basically just as bad against the pass. And Garrett Wilson has has shown the potential for some big, big games like this. And if Mike White keeps playing like this, we should see another one. For me, I just feel like Kirk has that connection with his quarterback. And what we've seen out of Trevor is he's actually gotten a good drop back now. He's getting the ball off quick. He's making good decisions. And they kind of have this chemistry on the field that I can't deny. And going up against a team that's kind of known for uh, letting things slip in the secondary, I feel like. I'm leaning Kirk, Brandon's leaning Wilson, which means that this is a, a good question. Yeah, which means uh, you have to decide which of us you like more and get back to us with A, who you started, and then B, what the right answer ended up being. I mean, we'll know that part, but uh, just let us know who's right and who's wrong. Okay. Jeff Wilson, a chance against the 49ers defense in a revenge game over Christian Kirk. Ooh. This is a good one. This is a good question. This is a good so, question. I don't know about the revenge <laughs> game narrative with Jeff Wilson. That's always a fun narrative to see if it materializes. But listen, the Niners treated Jeff Wilson very well. Um, it feels like he was constantly popping up over you know a couple of years there and was productive in spurts. 
Um, they traded him to the Dolphins to reunite with Mike McDaniel and Raheem Mostert in the same backfield. I think we don't know yet if Mostert's going to be good to go. Obviously, he was out last week. Um, man, to me, this – I feel like this almost depends on whether Mostert's active or not. Um, if he's inactive again, I feel like I would lean toward Jeff Wilson because I want to go more with running backs when I'm between two guys on sort of the same tier. It's just more guaranteed touches rather than a receiver whose targets can kind of fluctuate a little bit more game to game. Obviously, Kirk has a great matchup. Wilson's matchup, I'm actually not sure how the Niners are in terms of... Um, I will say I 100% would go Kirk here because the Dolphins, to, in order to win this game, the Dolphins are going to have to capitalize on Tyreek Hill. They're going to have to capitalize on Waddle getting down the field and Tua getting the ball out quickly. They do that out of every single set that they run. That's just what they're doing. They're not going to be able to win this game with those guys getting home with the run. They're not going to. So for me, revenge or not, I'm still going Kirk. Yeah, and I'm now seeing actually. So I knew the Niners had a good defense. I didn't know it was this it's ridiculous phenomenal. against the run. It's phenomenal. Um, they are number one against the run in terms of fantasy points allowed. So, yeah, I think uh, I'm with you. You've convinced me. The defensive matchup we already looked at for Kirk is incredibly positive for him. So I would go with Kirk. Um, another question here from Kai. Should I start Isaiah McKenzie or Jamal Williams? All right, so this is a decision that needs to be made in the next few minutes because yeah. of Isaiah McKenzie. Um, I like Williams. I'm yeah, I, I, I personally, I don't think it's all that close. So McKenzie had a pretty big game out of seemingly nowhere, 22.3 points last week against the Lions. Again, there you go. That Lions defense yeah. Yeah. is kind of a funnel for the pass. But Jamal Williams, guy leads the league in rushing touchdowns. I, I don't know how you shy away from him. I don't know how you bench him ever. Don't. Big, big key in fantasy is not overreacting to one rogue week. Isaiah McKenzie is – you know, still at best the third option in that mm -hmm. receiving game. Um, I think you go with Jamal Williams here and, and you don't think twice about it. I agree. So roll with Jamal. Hope he finds the end zone. Henry, we've got well, that's quite oh. the way to spell Devonta, but all right. Devonta <laughs> Smith, Christian Watson, Sutton, or Pickens. Pick one, half PPR. Devonta Smith, Christian Watson, mm -hmm. Sutton, or Pickens. All right, we got a lot of options here. Um, let me check. So Devonta Smith, I know, popped up on the injury report today, which is gonna create uh, part of the answer to our question um popped up with a groin see. injury at practice all right so, so he's sad. been very inconsistent regardless of injury i mean i'm looking at devonta smith's last five games 7.3 then this is full ppr 7.3 mm -hmm. 4.2 13.9 and 13.8 you'll live with that but you're not super excited about it and then 9.0 so I feel like I would shy against Devonta Smith, even though it is a great matchup against the Titans defense. Um, we've got Christian Watson. So Watson's the one. Watson's been a stud these past few weeks. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of between Pickens and Watson. Yeah. Let me, let me see who I prefer here. So I, I think mean, Watson, I'm, oh, man, Watson's been really good. Watson's I'm, who I'm kind of leaning towards. I'm leaning, I'm leaning Watson as well. Sutton, and, man, as much as I want the Broncos offense. You're to, in and, Chicago. And we yeah. all know what Green Bay does in Chicago. Yeah, yeah this, this is true. Happening. This is true. And it's looking like Rodgers is going to be healthy. Rodgers is probably going to end up starting this game. And look, since Christian Watson's big breakout game a few weeks ago with the three touchdowns that we were unsure whether this would be a fluke or a sign of things to come, all he's done since then is go for three more touchdowns total in two games and about 160 yards between those two games as well. The target totals have basically doubled or tripled compared to what he was doing earlier in the year. He's had eight targets and then six and then six. The guy put up 21 fantasy points against the Eagles defense. I mean, 
you know, I think it's Watson. I think you keep riding the hot hand. He's uh, he's the guy in that pass game right now. I agree. Logic is <laughs> what this is, is the, from your quote earlier this ah, week from the what show. Is the logic, Jimmy G is the Jets quarterback next year. Okay, well, Eric, here's the thing. You may have seen our quote panel. May I please refer you to our Off the Bench podcast, which is phenomenal podcast. All, phenomenal podcast, streaming on all platforms. You just have to hit up our little link tree thing. It's in our Instagram bio. It's everywhere. But I will answer for you because you asked so nicely. The logic is that Robert Sala is the 49ers' former defensive coordinator. He is now the Jets' head coach. The Jets have one major hole on their team, that being the quarterback position. And unless mm-hmm. we believe that Mike White is the guy, um, they're going to need to find a quarterback. Now, look, maybe Mike White is the guy. Maybe they give him the keys the rest of this year, and he proves that he's a guy that can perform at you know sort of a Jimmy G level or, or better. Who knows? I mean, you know, it could be one of the best stories we've seen in a while if he reaches that level. But if Mike White shows that he is nothing more than a, a high-level, high-upside backup um, throughout the next few weeks, then Jimmy is a guy who you can get and safely say can at least lead your offense and, you know, but not, isn't going to break no. the bank. Yeah, exactly. That as well. Yeah. So Jimmy G, mm-hmm. as far as contracts go, you know, he's not going to be a guy that's looking to reset the market like Lamar Jackson is. He's going to be a guy <laughs> who's going to get a little bit lower of an amount, somebody that the Jets can afford and they'll be happy with. Because I think if the Jets had Jimmy G right now, I, I would be expecting them to make the playoffs. Personally. Absolutely. I'd be with that too. So especially if Brees Hall were healthy, which he should be at some point next year. Um, following up with that, Jason, if the Jets get rid of Zach Wilson, where does he end up at? Maddie, what do you think? Honestly, I don't, I really don't know because I'm thinking about other quarterbacks that may be coming available. And I would take about three to four other quarterbacks before I would take Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson has absolutely regressed. He can't, his drop back is the most lazy drop back I've ever seen in my entire life. I can drop back better than that. It's just it's it's gotten to the point where it's bad. He obviously has some attitude issues. I don't know. Maybe his mom's friend's house. Send send him to the Carolina Panthers. They love trying to reclaim quarterbacks that are just absolutely awful. And he can to- battle with Baker. Yeah, he can go. He could battle with Baker. Battle with Darnold, who was in his shoes a few years ago. I think it'd be awesome. Uh, all right, Trey Williams. Instead of Jimmy G to the Jets, how about to the Steelers? Or is Kenny Pickett the future? I so- think Kenny Pickett's the future. Yeah, I, I think Kenny Pickett's the future, or at the very least, he's shown enough that they're not going to go out and get themselves a quarterback this offseason, which is when Jimmy's going to come available. Um, if Jimmy were available, you know, two off seasons from now, and we got a bunch of mediocrity from Kenny Pickett from now until then, then sure, maybe. But I, I don't, I don't see any reason that they would move on from a, a high upside quarterback like Kenny Pickett, <laughs> who has done well enough this year to, you know, head into next year as the starter. I'm not. I love that you said high upside like Kenny Pickett. I love that because I agree. Look, he is. I mean, he's a young quarterback who's playing well enough in his first year. I sort of feel about him how I felt about Mac Jones last year. Granted, Mac mm-hmm. Jones had a really good year and was in contention for Offensive Rookie of the Year if Justin Jefferson wasn't a god. But, People uh, are sleeping on Pickett. That offensive line is absolutely terrible, and he's making them look mid. So great yeah, for him. Jamar Chase was the one that won Offensive Rookie of the Year. I get those two mixed up. They're too good and both from LSU. <laughs> um, all right, Samuel Curdy. The Eagles are 10-1. and one. So why do they still seem so fake? Because they can't stop anybody running. Yeah, yeah. And look, they're getting Jordan Davis back. Uh, quite a large man, if you haven't heard. Mm-hmm. So that should help things a little bit. But the reason they feel so fake is just the last couple of weeks. I mean, you almost lose to the Colts. You do lose to the Commanders. It's like you win all these games, but then you have such big question marks popping up 
across your schedule. Um, the Packers, I mean, 40 to 33, Eagles were able to put up points on them. That game was way too close for them. Uh, the Eagles should have blown out the Packers, made a statement, especially at home in Philadelphia. But yeah, I, I think that's why they feel fake. And I don't know. I'm not worried about them. I, I'm I think not worried they, about them either. I think they're still the favorite to make the Super Bowl out of the NFC. And I, I think they're super legit. Jalen Hurts, I'm so happy to see him good, by the way. Like, I'm just rooting for that guy so hard. And I mean, the Eagles may win a Grammy with that uh, offensive line Christmas song that came out. That was Lada, Kelsey. Who was the third guy? I forgot. Uh, another old lineman, wasn't it? Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah. Either way, great song. I was actually impressed, whether it's auto-tuned or not. I was too. Their voices are good. I mean, look, people get auto-tuned and not everybody sounds good, so. Yeah. They sounded good. Uh, question from Noah. Where do you think OBJ is going? All right. So I think we, at least as the general public, have kind of narrowed down the options for Odell. I mean, so Odell's list is still at five teams, I think, technically, the last we heard. But it feels like it's the Cowboys or the Bills now, doesn't it? feels like that's really yeah. what we're down to. The um, Cowboys are thirsty for him. The Bills actually need him. Yeah. Uh, so there was a report that, I guess, so Von Miller's been a very – very hardcore recruiter of Odell, which he mm-hmm. can keep doing whether he's hurt or not. And I assume he is continuing to do. Um, <laughs> they said uh, through Von Miller that they don't plan to let Odell leave the building Friday. I guess Odell is visiting the Bills um, tomorrow and they don't plan to let him leave without a contract. And God, I hope that's true because I still don't know how, how this has taken this long already. He should have signed two weeks ago, but whatever. Um Call it recency bias. Call it buying too much into that whole storyline. I'll I'll say he goes to the Bills. I think the Bills need him more than the Cowboys do in all actuality, right? I mean, the Bills have digs. Everything else after that, there's a massive drop-off whenever it comes to receivers. If you get OBJ running on the opposite side, that's a double threat that you're just not going to be able to stop because you're going to have to decide, are you going to zone? Are you going to try to defend Diggs and OBJ? It's just going to open up a lot more opportunity for the Bills. Um, And if they don't want him to leave, Bills Mafia will show up and not let OBJ leave. (laughs) It's going to happen. They're just going to board up the door. They'll shut down Buffalo. You will sign this contract. We don't care. But no, I I agree with you. And I think, uh, you know, you've got Gabe Davis there as well, who I like as a player, but he's really – more of just an outside deep threat kind of guy. If you get Odell there to terrorize the middle of the field and open things up even more for Gabe Davis, I, that's going to add another dynamic to, to this offense. Isaiah McKenzie does that sometimes, like we saw him do last week against the Lions, but Odell just He's not consistent. Totally yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And he, he doesn't make things happen on his own. Everything's very designed. So you don't see things like how Cooper Cup or OBJ can kind of make plays happen based off of greed. Yeah. yeah, and supposedly Odell met with the Cowboys are like a few times already and nothing's gotten done, which I think says a lot. So yeah. uh, another question from Brandon, we got, what are the odds the Ravens give Lamar what he is asking for? Do you think they let him walk away? I personally think there's no chance they let him walk away. There's no way. They built they built that entire offense around him. There's no yeah. way they let him walk away. I mean, you are just voluntarily rebuilding if you let him go away when you don't have to, you know? Mm-hmm. To me, what I think is going to happen, I really think that – at the very end of the season, they're going to give him what he's asking for. Because if they wait too long after the season ends, this the price is just going to go up, right? That's how it's how quarterback inflation works. So if they wait two weeks, it's just the price is going to keep going up, keep going up. So I think they give him what he's asking for or close to it right at the end of the season. 
Yeah, I do wonder how much this season has, you know, taken down the total money he was going to get, though, because like, are we expecting to see him get the most money among NFL court? I, I don't think so. Like that would require 50 plus million dollars a year because that's what Mahomes is getting. So I don't think he's going to reset the market. He was originally asking for what, 40? No, but he wants guaranteed money is the that's thing. Right. Is that's he'll take less up front if he's getting guaranteed. So yeah. I think that they I think that they try to get him as close to possible. I think that they'll try to rearrange some things. And honestly, they have a lot of work to do in the offseason. They have a lot of pieces to fill. So they're going to have to figure out what's happening with Lamar and their financial situation before they dive into all of that. Yeah. And the problem is these, you know, if they were to let it get to a bidding war type of situation, teams are going to be drooling over this guy. Yeah. So like, they better yeah. keep him or else they're going to be heading into next year uh, with me or you at quarterback. Uh, question from Ben. We got margin of victory tonight. Ben, we talked about this before we went live. That's so funny. Was, I think he was in here at the very start. Oh, was he? It was one of the first couple of questions. He was he was like, uh, you know, good stuff getting this show done during the halftime of the UConn game. I believe second half did tip off. Um, and it is currently 56-37 Huskies. We got 15 minutes left. Huskies by 23. We're going to open it up a little bit more and then call it a day. <laughs> Uh, hey, Scorch. All right, this is one of my longtime Twitch followers, so this is nice to see you. Shout out, Let's Scorch. Me. Yeah, what's up, man? All right, so do you think Deshaun Watson will make the Browns a Super Bowl contender and really elevate their offense, or do you think he'll have too much rust this season? We he haven't seen make, him in two years. I know. He won't make them a Super Bowl contender this season. Um, their record is already too far gone, I think, for that. Granted, they they can – in theory, top out at 10 and seven. They're sitting at four and seven right now. So I guess, or three, four and seven, four and seven. Um, so it's possible that they, you know, squeak into the playoffs, but I think you're asking too much out of a guy that hasn't played in basically two years. If you need basically no rust, if you're going to get to that point. So yeah. I think uh, I still feel like he will have enough left in the tank and sorry, not enough left in the tank. I think he'll get back to that sort of close to elite level at the very least next year. And I do think this contract will ultimately look okay for the Browns. Um, it was in question when we weren't sure if he was ever going to play in the NFL again. Uh, but now it's like, I think it'll end up being worth it for them. And, uh, you know, regardless of what you feel about the guy, he was a hell of a football player last time he was around. So I think he'll turn them into at least in the Super Bowl conversation next year. Next year. I, don't, I don't think it's happening this year. Yeah. Uh, Jacob, what do you want to see today from the Bills and the Patriots? And would it be a high point scoring game? Maddie, you mentioned this earlier. You thought it'd be a shootout. I do think it's going to be a shootout. And Jacob, I want to see a Spencer Brown thick six touchdown from the Buffalo Bills. Give it to me. We don't need a thick six. We absolutely do. Oh, that would be amazing. He crushed a beer on his helmet and chugged it on the sideline last year. Like, can you imagine what this man would do if he scored a touchdown? Please give us this. I'm looking for Pierre Strong Jr. to make an impact. <laughs> That's what I'm looking for. Damian Harris is out. Ramondre is going to get the bulk of the bulk of the carries, obviously, but I'm looking for Pierre. Scorch said best podcast, smiley face. That's hey. what's up, Scorch. Scorch knows what he's talking about. For any of you who may have somehow stumbled upon this without knowing about the podcast, this is basically a live show spinoff of the podcast that we do yes. that releases every Tuesday. So if you guys like hearing from our dumb asses talking about football, <laughs> we do it for like an hour. His dumb ass, my awesome ass. Sure, whatever you want to say. We do it for like an hour every week. So uh, be sure to tune in. It's um, a good time. It is a good time. Uh, all right, Donkey said, are the Jets contenders or pretenders? Firm pretenders. They pretenders. could not be pretending any harder. Yeah. They could not be pretending. I do harder. think Sauce is real deal. 
Sauce yeah. is saucy. Yeah, they 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 have weapons. I mean, they yeah. have no doubt the core to be successful going forward. They just that's why they have the most important player. Yeah, that's why the Jimmy G thing. I'm like, it makes too much sense. It gets them over that hump. So no, this year I think they're pretenders. I know it does look funny to see them in the standings still at what is it seven and something. Yeah. Um, so yeah, seven and four. So like they're in the playoff picture right now. I expect them to fall out of it. I think we're gonna get Dolphins and Bills will make it. Uh, Bengals will make it. Titans will make it. Chiefs obviously will make it. That's one, two, three, four, five. Uh, Ravens will probably make it. That makes six. And then Chargers. I'm going to say Chargers for now. Chargers. Um, but yeah, I think there's a couple teams, including the Chargers, that will be better than the Jets for the rest of the season. The Jets just have that advantage of their uh, their record being a little boosted. So yeah. All right. Question from Rick. Question for fantasy football. Do I start? <laughs> Oh my God. Do I start Josh Allen this week or Patrick Mahomes? I've gotten questions like this in the, in the past. He said, mm-hmm. and then he clarified and said, yes, I have both quarterbacks. That's great for you. First of all, Rick, 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 how, how do you have these two? Rick is the most hated man in his fantasy league. Like, <laughs> I'm just going to say that he's the guy that spent, what, what do you have to do to get those two at like a second and third, at, at least maybe a first and second. Cause some leagues like taking those elite quarterbacks soon. Like, I mean, Rick is resourceful. We respect that. He is. He is. I, I got to say. I say Mahomes, though. I would also say Mahomes. Mahomes has been better lately regardless. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and look, the Patriots, if we have one thing, it is a pretty strong defense. So uh, I, I think you go with Mahomes here. Yeah, I agree. But it's a, it's an interesting question. I mean, I don't know why you'd have both those guys. Uh, should I start Herbert or Burrow for fantasy? See, th- even this is weird to me. This is still yeah. like. Why are you spending two relatively early picks on quarterbacks? But all right, Herbert or Burrow? Let's see. Let me, I got to look at the DBOA really quick. DBOA. I'm going to – I think I'm going Herbert, actually. Herbie's got I the Raiders to... and Burrow's got the Chiefs. Okay, so he's on the other side. Of I'm going to go Herbert. Yeah, I'm going to go Herbert as well. Um, Herbert's coming off of, I think, his best game statistically of the year. Um, yeah, 35 for 47. 274, three touchdowns, uh, added 38 rushing yards. So, yeah, I would go with Herbert. Um, the Raiders are gross. Yeah. It's basically my best idea. fix for the Denver Broncos. Um, <laughs> oof. Sending Nathaniel Hackett to the moon. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, um, there's a lot to unpack there. <laughs> the Broncos need to have sort of a combination of making moves and then also praying because. Step one is you get rid of Hackett because he's incompetent. Step two, you need Russell Wilson to figure something out here. I don't know who you bring in. I don't know if you trade seven first-round picks for Pete Carroll so he can come to Denver and tell them what to do with Russ to make him look halfway decent. But uh, whatever's going on now, they need to get something out of the guy that they're paying $50 million a year or they are screwed for the next couple of years. I mean, what are those rocks, like the manifestation rocks? Crystals. They need manifestation <laughs> crystals. That's what they need. Something. I mean, it wouldn't They hurt. need a higher power. Best fix for the Denver Broncos. Yeah, I don't know. Send them to the XFL maybe? Yeah. I'm not oh. really sure. Oh, uh, Shots fired. Brandon lives in Colorado. I do. And honestly, if I, say that, if I say that too loud, you might start hearing the sirens that we hear every couple podcast episodes. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, all right, guys, we are getting closer and closer to kickoff. So we are going to shut it down for the questions today. Thank you guys for coming in, showing out. I don't know how many of you guys are from Instagram, from Twitter, wherever you guys are from. We appreciate We're you. We're happy Trey, you're here. Trey Williams coming in and said, and this is so much better than that Amazon pre-show. Hey, Trey, listen, yeah, we totally agree.
Yeah. This is where you need to be before Thursday night football. And yeah. then you can fire up the TV and throw on the game. So by the way, you. we're here every week. Yes. So every check week us out. through the rest of the season. And we will mm-hmm. be here before that God awful Raiders Rams game next week. I looked ahead <laughs> just to see what we'd be dealing with next week. And I wanted to throw up. So we'll be here. Maybe we'll just stream the whole time so you don't have to watch that game, honestly. We'll honestly, we would be much more entertaining. We'll think about it. But uh, all right, we're getting close to kickoff here. Maddie, any parting thoughts, Bills, Patriots, anything else? What do you want to what do you want to hop off the air with? Let's go, Buffalo. Counterpoint? No. All right. <laughs> That'll do it for our live show, guys. We will be back here next week off the bench. New episodes every Tuesday. For Maddie Kroll, I am Brandon Carney. We will see you guys next time.